Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. After the Supreme Court ruling on Dobbs v. Jackson's Women's Health Organization last year, advocates warned that abortions were not going to stop and patients were just going to have to travel further to get them. With Nevada's abortion protections, Las Vegas has become one of those destinations. In our city alone, Planned Parenthood health centers have seen a 31% increase in abortion appointments since the Dobbs decision. So today on CityCast Las Vegas, I'm joined by the president of Planned Parenthood Rocky Mountain Region, Adrian Monsonaris. We talk about the impact of Dobbs on Las Vegas abortion care providers and what patients in states like Texas have to go through to get here. It's Wednesday, October 25th. I'm David Figler, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. Adrian, welcome to CityCast Las Vegas. Thanks, David. It's really great to be here. I appreciate you covering the story. I appreciate you taking the time for us. And, you know, it's a big, big issue. Uh, Nevada is one of those states with a lot of protections, other states not. Let me just straight up ask you, how are abortion restrictions in other states impacting Mm. Las Vegas providers? Well, I'll tell you, from a national perspective, this country is not doing well by Mm. its people. Right now, 21 states have bans on abortion care. I mean, that's leaving millions of people who may need this health care up to having to travel in order to get it. And I think it's important for everyone to remember abortion care is really common. I mean, one in four women of reproductive health age are going to seek abortion care in their lifetime. One in four, it's so common. So we're not talking about hundreds of patients having to travel across state lines. With these oppressive bans, it's tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people traveling for care. And as you mentioned, David, of course, lots of those folks are coming to Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. And what are some of the stories that you're hearing from patients coming in to our city from other states? Mm, They're pretty devastating. I mean, we've had patients driving themselves from Texas. We had a couple recently who left their cell phones at home because they were afraid they were going to be tracked, that they were doing something wrong that someone was going to turn them into child protective services. They already had kiddos at home. So there's the kind of the fear and the anxiety piece. And then we have patients who are just struggling with everyday normal things that we all do, like having an elderly mother at home that she's caring for. And so she's getting her mom in the car Um, or, of course, taking a quick flight to Vegas there and back. That's also burdensome because of the cost. Yeah. I mean, the United States certainly should have learned many lessons from trying to ban things that people do commonly. Uh, And and one out of four, that is a very stark statistic. Uh, Mm -hmm. I wonder, do the Planned Parenthood centers that are here in in Las Vegas, do they have the capacity to accommodate these out-of-state patients coming here? 
I'll tell you right now, the answer is yes. And I'm so proud of all of our healthcare providers, our staff on site, everyone has been pitching in so that we can see local patients here in Las Vegas and throughout the Valley, as well as those folks who are traveling. But I do worry about the impact on the country if a place like Florida, for example, does an all-out ban. That's talking about millions and millions of people that live in that state that wouldn't have the care they need. Adrian, you mentioned Texas, and certainly uh, Texas purportedly has one of the nation's most restrictive uh, abortion bans. Can, can you walk us through what someone in Texas needs to go through if they want to get some abortion care in Las Vegas? In other words, maybe a step-by-step through the barriers to, you know, right up to when they walk into whatever building they're walking into. Mm -hmm. Sure, you bet. Once a person knows that they're pregnant and they have made a decision to seek abortion care, the first thing they may try to do is make an appointment there in Texas. A lot of folks don't understand the laws and the rules of the state. So they may go to an appointment, they may go to a provider, they find out that they can't have an abortion there. And then they can, whether they're online or by word of mouth, they um, we have lots of ways in which we're trying to connect with patients to let them know that care is available in Las Vegas. So once they're able to get online and make an appointment with us or give us a call, then we have a patient navigator an amazing person who is helping that patient figure out the easiest way to get to Las Vegas. Often that's on a plane, as you might imagine. We have patients traveling to Vegas who have never been in an airport before, if you can imagine. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. it's their first flight is for this medical care. Is this Um, coordinator, uh, I'm sorry, Adrian, is the coordinator a Texas person or is this a national Mm. person or is it a Las Vegas person? It's a Las Vegas person. Yeah, good okay. question. So, uh huh. So we've got we've got staff in Vegas who are helping those patients. Sometimes the patients prefer to drive. They may be nervous about flying for the first time. So our patient navigator that is in Las Vegas is connecting with that patient and literally mapping out her drive. So when you drive through Lubbock, make sure that you get gas because you'll be driving through, you know, et cetera, or we'll help someone find the hotel that they may need along the way. If there's childcare that needs to be taken care of, we can help folks with that either in Vegas locally or back home in Texas if they need money for that. Um, So it's very customized and individualized if the patient needs it. Now, a lot of our patients are super savvy. They frankly love coming to Vegas for the weekend. There's that. There's that. (laughs) Yes. It's a popular tourist destination for everybody. So we've got folks who just come in and enjoy the hospitality of the city. Um, And I think you should also know, David, I think it's good for everyone to know about 70% of our patients are seeking abortion care by medication. So it's a handful of pills. It's a very simple, safe, common, easy process. The medical care itself is not complicated. It's getting people to the care that they need that becomes very burdensome and complicated. Yeah. I also wonder if, um, I don't know, Vegas's reputation as a tourist destination maybe makes it an easy cover story for maybe their friends or family who don't um, who who aren't restrained in their judgment. You said it. We've had patients who said, well, now I don't, I'm just going to tell my folks when I get home that I'm hungover, that I was in Vegas. I'm not feeling well. They take the day off work. It's absolutely a cover story. Um, and I think one that people really feel safe sharing when they get back into those communities. At 
Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You mentioned, you know, the the medicine-induced uh, abortion care, mm-hmm. uh, but of course that's not the only option. And I'm just wondering uh, about follow-up care. I mean, there's a lot of information, mm. misinformation about what's necessary for follow-up care. I'm just wondering if, if it's something that they could access if follow-up care is needed back in, like, Texas, or do they have to stay here in, in Las Vegas until they feel that they're, they're okay to, to kind of go on with their lives? Yeah, it's a great question and one I worry about for sure. So far to date, our patients have not needed follow-up care, which is wonderful. They've been able to get back home, go back to work, pick up their kids, etc. Um, but of course, there could be the rare time in which someone does need support. And in those cases, our healthcare center here in Vegas have relationships with providers all throughout Texas. So fortunately, it is still legal for providers and patients in Texas to get the kind of medical care that they would need around a miscarriage or to help speak um, about whatever kind of care may be needed after the abortion itself. And so that gives me some confidence, I think, that, that those patients are going to be taken care of. However, as you've said, we've seen the slippery slope in this country when things are banned, especially when things that people really want are banned. So I am looking very closely at laws and legislation throughout Texas and other states that are anti-abortion care. So I am worried that those folks um, may come into a more medical need. Yeah. And and I also wonder about some of the legal repercussions uh, in, in Texas and other states. I mean, they're passing more stringent laws that have, you know, penal consequences mm-hmm. to seeking abortion care. I mean, our governor signed a law essentially saying that Nevada won't assist other states prosecutions. Mm-hmm. But uh, is there still a concern that patients who come to Las Vegas will face some kind of legal issue when they go back home to Texas or another state? Mm-hmm. There's absolutely concern about that. There is a wonderful national coalition of legal professions and advocates that focus on this question specifically. And so advocates are testing out various court cases throughout the country and in oftentimes defending providers themselves. And so again, in this moment, abortion care is open for anyone and available for folks who can travel to states like Nevada and others. Um, but we have to be mindful that that could also be taken away. And there's a large fight to protect that kind of care in those states where it's available. Yeah. And with so many people coming to Las Vegas to access these abortion services, 
I also wonder if we here in Las Vegas should be concerned that other services that places like Planned Parenthood provide, whether it be family planning or wellness exams, I understand there's also STD exams and things of that nature, uh, if other reproductive health services are becoming more inaccessible to people who live here in Las Vegas because you know, there has to be a shifting priority for abortion care. I mean, it's something a little bit more pressing, right? So two things come to mind. One is that these bans have an impact not only on the people who live in the states. So of course, over time, people in Las Vegas may find it difficult to get a family planning visit to get their own abortion care visit. We're not experiencing that right now, but I absolutely worry about the impact of state-led laws in places like Texas, Oklahoma, those really, that hateful rhetoric that becomes the legal narrative in those states, they don't stay within the boundaries of a state. They absolutely move and have impact across our country. And so I abs- I do worry about that. Again, not now, but the ongoing impacts of that. The other area that gives me deep concern is that in states like Texas, Idaho, Oklahoma, Louisiana, they're not done, David. They, yeah. they've, they've banned abortion care. They're coming after birth control. They're looking at hormonal therapy that transgender folks are using to transition. All forms of reproductive and sexual health care are under attack, and they are just getting started. This is a generational fight that has to occur locally, state by state, and of course, across the country. Yeah. And and I don't want to diminish the weight of of what's at stake here. But from a very pragmatic sense, you know, the the more these bans become commonplace or the more stringent they become and Las Vegas becomes more of a destination. I mean, I have anecdotally heard mm-hmm. stories about people with longer wait times already. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and I just wonder if it, if it well, I don't want to say if it's fair that Las Vegas has to, you know, bear the burden of providing health care to multiple states, but, you know, at what point does it become problematic? Mm-hmm. You know, we are getting close. I would say in the coming years, there's a couple areas that I'm really looking closely at. One is that this crisis around banned states and the idea of who has access to different care, it is all compounded by nationwide provider shortages. Our healthcare system is facing a crisis coming out of the pandemic where we've saw a lot of wonderful healthcare providers either retire or it was just so emotionally exhausting to provide care during that time. We've not rebounded yet. So the provider shortage across all forms of care, I think, absolutely results in longer wait times. And that emotional toll, I have to say, I think I underestimated it to some degree. I'm very struck by how traumatizing it can be to day after day after day after day provide care to someone who's turning around for a 17-hour drive home. And you don't know what happened to that patient. You don't know what, what, what she's going to go do. What, what happened to that person? Care providers like to have consistency. They like to build up relationships. They like to know who their patients are. The same for patients, of course, and what we all expect for our own healthcare providers. So I think we've got a lot of worry there. Um, you know, I mean, when did your doctor ever ask you, 
are you going to get on an airplane? Or are you going to drive? Like, do you want to stay in a hotel or do you want to see if we can get to an Airbnb? Like yeah. those are not the kinds of conversations that healthcare providers should be having with their patients. Well, and they certainly, I mean, I appreciate the concept of medical tourism. It gets discussed here in Las Vegas a little bit just because mm -hmm. of our position and, and the other offerings that people have here, mostly for, you know, elective surgeries that maybe don't have the same gravity as as women's reproductive care. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, that, that said, what else can be done other than just keeping mm -hmm. our state open? Well, I'm so happy to tell you, David, there's so much going on that I think everyone should be hopeful about. And so I get, it's very easy for me to become overwhelmed by the weight of this crisis that we are battling right now. And then I go and visit one of our health centers. I get to sit and talk with our patients or our employees. And there's a lot of wonderful things on the horizon that are being implemented now that we're scaling up. So one of those is just telehealth. It's so simple and common now for someone to access healthcare on a computer or on their phone via an app. And so if we can keep folks healthy and they're interested in staying out of our health centers and being remote, then that's a win-win for everyone. We clear up space in the health centers for traveling patients, for those patients who prefer uh, personal um, interaction. And then for those folks who are like, I'm on my lunch break, I need to renewal my birth control. I just, I know I have a UTI, I just need to get a prescription. Much of that can be done via telehealth. Because again, this care is so important and simple. It's not complicated and everybody knows when they need it. Everybody knows when you need to plan parenthood. So as much as we can convert to telehealth programming, I think that helps create a solution as well. Uh, apart from the travel costs and 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 possibly even mm. a, a stay over here, what other costs uh, are uh, imposed upon people traveling to Las mm -hmm. Vegas to to get that kind of service here from another state? Over half of our patients seeking abortion care are already parents, and all they think about are their kids at home. That I, the, I mean, to a person, they're 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 parents who are raising some kiddos. And for whatever reason, this pregnancy is not going to fit within that plan to get their family where they need them. And so those families have enormous financial burdens. It may be childcare. It may be figuring out if they're going to take their kids out of school so that they can travel together if they don't have someone back home. And of course, there's things like hotel costs, the cost of the medical care itself. Um, we've seen a lot of patients who are don't have paid time off in their jobs. So they're unpaid when they take the time off work to get over to Vegas for their care. So those costs really do add up. But I'll tell you, and you know, we, we hit on it a little bit in this conversation, when a person doesn't want to be pregnant, she will do whatever it takes. And because she knows that the cost of having this child far outweighs whatever it may take for her to get to us. I and mean, we mean that in the broadest sense, cost. You bet. The emotional yeah. cost, the burden on her family, on her, maybe her physical body. We had a woman who just traveled to Vegas with breast cancer coming from Arizona. And she was in breast cancer treatment in Arizona, couldn't get an abortion, couldn't find a friendly doc there, came to Vegas for her care. So yeah, think about the cost of her own life if she had gone through that process. Yeah. Um, so all that to say, the, the weighing of the costs, the short-term versus the long-term, Patients are going to do whatever they can to get to care. 
And as you mentioned, Nevada is uh, an abortion access state. In other words, that it, it can happen here. Although I, I see that there is a, an effort right now to put another abortion access question on our 2024 ballot. Are, are you familiar with that effort right now? Yes, you bet. There is a strong coalition of organizations in Nevada leading a 2024 ballot measure that will protect abortion in the Nevada Constitution. So regardless of what happens at the federal level, Nevadans will continue to have our freedom to decide what's best for our body, for our health, for our family. Um, So I'm delighted that there is this strong coalition of people And it shouldn't be surprising in Nevada who care deeply about bodily autonomy and freedom from um, whether it's politicians making the decisions for for them or judges and advocate courts taking away the right for abortion care. This ballot initiative would ensure that it's in the Constitution. Right. I mean, some cynical uh, in our populace think that while we already have such great abortion access protections in Nevada, that it's just to drive um, voters who might be more uh, open or liberally minded to the polls. I mean, is mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. part of it too? You know, I don't know the inside scoop on the strategy, but I will say when we look at voters who support abortion care, they represent a large swath of political affiliation, of age, of race, of class demographic. So I look at these ballot initiatives across the country where the voters have come out to say abortion care should be legal and accessible. And I don't necessarily see a shift in one party affiliation versus another. Adrian, I mean, there's a lot going on here. Is there anything else that you'd like to add just about Las Vegas's role in this bigger conversation? I think it's important for our neighbors and our communities in Las Vegas to understand how critical we are right now in the country. People are looking to not only Las Vegas, but the whole state of Nevada for the ways that we want to treat our neighbors, the ways we want to be treated, and the messages that we want to send to radical, religiously driven ideology that there's no room for politics in healthcare. And I see that over and over in Las Vegas. And I hope that it remains this beacon of light for the way that the country wants to consider abortion care, which is what it is common, safe, and necessary. Adrian Manzanares, thank you so much for joining us on CityCast Las Vegas. David, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for covering this really important topic. Before you go, a quick correction. In yesterday's episode about local Las Vegas lingo, we talked about Yucca Mountain and, quote, Yucca Fries. Well, uh, it turns out that Yucca and Yucca are two different things. CityCast contributor and culinary historian Sarah Lohman called in to explain. Yucca is a starchy root vegetable that's kind of like taro. And Yucca is our local above-ground leafy plant with the big old flower. So yucca fries, accurate. Yucca plant, accurate. Thanks, Las Vegas. Thanks, Sarah. And, of course, a nuclear waste repository 90 minutes from Las Vegas by any name still smells as foul. (laughs) 
That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. If you enjoyed the show, eh, go tell a friend. Rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. It is indispensable. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Till then, stay lucky. You know, my, my old law professor said uh, when you're uh, talking to somebody and they reach for a drink, that means you asked a good question. <laughs> that what it is? I'm going to pause now in this deposition, David. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.